Hi, and welcome to the Amazingly Pulp Show. I'm your host, Jay Hatton. With me today is guest host, Jazzy Jeff, a.k.a. Andrew. How are you doing today, Andrew? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. <laughs> we are uh, slowly trying to figure out how to use an MP3 player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is our third take, which will probably be our worst take, but hopefully it's our best take. Yes, yes. Um, just to give you a little history about the show, this is our first show. Yay! Yeah, woo! <laughs> wait, wait. I think I got something for that. Uh, let's see. Um... Maybe this one. Third take. You're a mean one. No, that's not it. How about this? And that's it. That's the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's basically it what the gist of our show is going to gonna be like. Um, no, I mean, it's, you know, I had a whole list of things I was going to talk about on the show and tried to, to, to sum it all up into one little thing, and it, I think it sums up best into <laughs> complete nothingness. But uh, we're going to try to do our best. We're going to try to talk about entertainment, try to talk about comics, talk about movies, talk about ongoing uh, rants, what have you. Um, we're going to hit them all up. Um, so basically, J-Hat here. Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a comic book artist. Maybe I said that the last time we recorded. I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, comic book artist, um, not officially producing anything, but um, uh, in, in the works. I do have some books in the works. I uh, should be getting a website online, J Hat Productions, uh, where you can find some of my work. If not, you can look at my Facebook page. Um, and once I remember where it's at, I can tell you how to get there. <laughs> Maybe that's on podcast too. How about yourself, Jazzy Jeff? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, living the uh, living the dream, doing doing the good thing. Uh, I got I got nothing. What's this over here? Let's keep rolling. That's uh, what editing's for. All right, good, good. Um, so uh, just uh, I'm not an artist, but I am in the service industry, which uh, which helps for my perspective of not knowing a lot about this stuff. Well, don't, I mean, don't, aren't you in the position where you got kind of can overhear a lot of people talking about stuff? And then well, that's true. I'm in the public eye. I really am. <laughs> Just completely jump in on the conversation. I mean, it's eavesdrop, but I can't believe you thought Oh, that. my goodness. Fast Five was the shit. <laughs> it was the furiousness. <laughs> I, I can't wait for uh, Slow and the Happy. <laughs> You're not going to believe it? I actually have seen Fast and the Furious, and it was furious. Well, you know what? Let's save that for our summer movie uh, reviews. And we'll uh, we'll jump right into that because I am curious about it. Cause okay, I'm, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll get there. Um, so did everyone survive the rapture? I know I did. Luckily enough. Um, what about yourself? Um, it was difficult. It was difficult because I I forgot about it until the next day. But um, but nothing happened. Safety first. I think a lot of people should think about this when they think about the rapture next time. Jesus, you said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, you know, I did not prepare. I did not prepare for the rapture. Um, I, I, I have a hard time being somewhat of a lemming, and I don't mean to offend anyone out there who's super religious. And I hope they don't track me down through my IP address and gut me like a fish. <laughs> Because that's what religion does. <laughs> they get in they, there. They drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> they get their fish gutter, and they track you down. 
Because I'm Catholic. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, apparently um, there's going to be a second chance for those of you who stocked up and did not get to use your stock. Yeah, it's in, it's in 2012. Two, well, was it in October? Well, it's December 2012. At least that's what it was in the movie. <laughs> well, and, and that's what you could do. I guess you could watch that movie and that's how you could prepare it. Make sure that you're building a huge-ass boat in your backyard. And uh, you're friends with John Cusack. <laughs> collect a few animals. Yeah, and, and speaking of John Cusack, make sure you can jump a few uh, huge-ass drops with a limo. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> only John Cusack can do that. Nothing like expanding your disbelief uh, a, a, a little much there. He can't die. He just can't no. die. Well, anyone who holds up a radio uh, to get girls, you know, he's not going to die in a limo jumping. No. Jumping like, are you serious? That's impossible. It's like Bruce Willis. He just doesn't die in any movie. <laughs> Bruce Willis can survive a jet. Nobody fucks with you. That's what it should have been. Nobody fucks with the Bruce. Nobody you know? fucks with the Bruce. If you can take on an F-16 jet uh, with a truck on a highway, uh, you're unstoppable. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, know all, I know a lot of you here in the Milwaukee area do that on 94 on a daily basis. Uh, oh, my God. But um, and hopefully that shit clears up, man. I... I, just, oh. I, I hate to talk about local stuff, but and those of you out there that have traffic can probably appreciate it, but it's just a mess. And what pisses me off about it, and I, I, I have a column later on in the, the podcast that talks about stuff that pisses me off, but uh, what pisses me off is that we, we get through it all, we spend the whole year sitting in this traffic, and uh, we do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> they pick a different section, we do it all over again. And it's even longer. You know what I've always wondered? Like I know I've never done construction, but I've always wondered this. Why do they take the whole road? Why do they got to take like nine miles of this? Why can't they just break it up in chunks? You know, because that's what they do when they cut off the lane. They break it up in chunks. They don't yeah. do the whole lane at once. Yeah. I think it's called job security for anyone who's in construction. Right, I know. guess. I guess. There's two seasons. Nobody does what we do, so we're going to take our time. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that when I go to work is just be like, you want your copy job? We do how to fucking do it. <laughs> I'm going to do a really You'll get it when I'm ready, you know. Uh, when I get done watching my internet porn. Just pull out a comb and just be like, <laughs> don't cross this comb. All right, well, I mean, so as long as you guys all survive the rapture, that's good. Like I said, you get another chance to um, survive it in 2012, December, I think, so just right before Christmas. So make sure you get out there and hit Black Friday up to get all your gifts because it's probably going to mean a damn thing. So... <laughs> Um, going on in, into the news, entertainment-wise, um, have you heard uh, David Fincher's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo uh, trailer gets leaked online? For those of you who don't know who the trailer, that's kind of a movie-savvy term for the uh, preview in, in front of the, the, the movies that you go see at the theater on DVD, but they're called trailers. I have no idea why. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because <laughs> we use a trailer never. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, they they uh, previewed them on trailer parks. I don't know. That's going too far. That's going too far. I hope I didn't offend anybody by that. No, I don't care. Um, so yeah, it got, it got leaked online, and, and, and kind of here's the thing: how I feel about that though is that when you um, the the leak online is one of those fuzzy dart shot in the theater with a you know someone's phone, and I just don't I don't understand what the point of I mean I understand like wanting to get it up online so people can see it, but if you can't see the thing. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who there gives was some blurry movement yeah. in, uh, on, the, on the screen. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's always somebody getting up for popcorn. And I'll even relate this to the, the burn DVDs that you, you burn of movies. Not that I do that, but right. I know some of you do. Uh, 
there's always somebody walking, getting up. And I mean, if I want the actual live experience like that and get annoyed, I'll go to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, yes, it is free, and I know you're saving some money, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about quantity. Wait, is that, quality over quality quantity. Quality over quantity. I don't even know how that even relates, but the quality part is where I wanted, I wanted to take. So, yeah, so, I mean, and here's the thing, though, too, is that usually when that happens, you know, the studio will come out and sue you know, track down these people and sue them to, 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 or, the, or threaten them with a, a lawsuit to take it down, and then they'll turn around and put it up online anyways. You know, if, if you're showing it in a theater, just, you know, show it at home. Show it online. Show it on the computer. Usually, you know, it's going to get released anyways. Why not just put it up when, as soon as it's in the theater? You yeah, know? It's, I mean, it's basically free advertising. You're getting it across wherever you want it to go. And, and, and it's, it's not good enough. You know, and then who wants to really sit there through the quality of someone, you know, just being ridiculous and being in the way. And plus, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just, a, it's aggravating. This aggression will not stand, man. Hmm. Um, won't stand for it. Not at all. Just, uh, you know what, uh, Warner Brothers or whoever's going after these companies, you make enough money, just, just stick it up your ass. <laughs> put put it out there so we can all see it. I mean, we're going to get it anyways, so just put it on the net. Yeah, we're eventually going to see this movie that you're advertising. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, they have problems with seeing, you know, sneak peeks, spoils. And I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, yeah, you know, it might spoil it when you get to, the, to that part in the movie, but there's other parts in the movie you didn't see. And that part, if it's good, it's still going to be good. Right. You know, right. like there's, and, 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 um, you know, some of the parts they'll put in the trailer and you won't even see it in the movie. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, you might not be spoiling shit because it's probably all, not in the movie. I'm really excited for this scene that won't happen in this movie, but <laughs> we'll preview it for it. But, you know, I, I, I agree with you on that because I, I remember I just recently watched Thor, um, and they have a preview on there, and I think we've talked about this before, but where, they, where his hammer comes down and all the ground crabs up yeah. about him. When I saw that in the theaters, I still saw it you know, on the preview that I was still blown away, you know, yeah. seeing it again. So I think when you have something good, it still stays good no matter what. Yeah, and it's, I mean, if you're going to see it in a the theater anyways, um, you're going to see a bigger version of it, especially right. with IMAX or even 3D, you know. Um, so David Fincher, who cares? Don't sue anybody. Put it online so we can see it. I, I, are you even interested in seeing, do you know what that is, the Girl's Dragon Tattoo? You know, I, I've heard about it, but I've never actually indulged it's basically, you know, it's it based on some books that were written. I couldn't name the author, and I couldn't tell you how many copies were sold, but it's, it, you know, it, it's the first in the series of the girl with dragon tattoo, girl who kicked the dragon's nest, girl who let somebody on fire, who knows. Right. But uh, it's always a girl doing something, and it's really popular, and, you know, they sold a whole bunch, so, I mean, what's the studio going to do but buy up the rights to make the movies? Right, right. Uh, they, they, they made, um, I want to say it was like Sweden or something like that, um, where they, they made them over there and became really popular. You can get those at your local DVD store. I know a lot of you don't use Blockbuster anymore. You're all about Netflix. I'm still a Blockbuster-ite. You know, I keep going there looking for the deals. Supporting the so. company that's going down. <laughs> supporting, supporting bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm too cheap to go to the Netflix, and I just don't think that you get any cheaper than Netflix, but uh, um, I, just, I, haven't, I haven't made the transition yet. Right, right. Uh, moving on, uh, Avengers movie, second villain, villain gets leaked. Uh, for those of you who don't know who the Avengers are, they are a Marvel comic uh, based on Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So you have Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, basically all the guys that you're seeing movies about right now. Um, 
And the reason is because they're setting up for this big movie next summer called The Avengers, where they're all going to come together uh, to take on uh, some big badassness. Some, some big badassness. And it looks like it's a big badassness in the second villain. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at, um, they, they've leaked out earlier that uh, Loki, who those of you who have seen um, Thor, recognize him as that villain, and he later shows up at the end. I'm going to give a little spoiler alert. So turn off your, your players, turn off your net. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Turn off your ears if you can yeah. do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Loki shows up at the end where they're dealing with the, um, the cosmic cube. He's possessing the scientist that's working with Nick Fury, and he shows him the cosmic cube. So what that's alluding to uh, in the new movie is that uh, somehow Loki's going to be uh, trying to get a hold of the cube. But they have recently uh, leaked out that... Um, um, Thanos is going to be somehow in the movie. For those of you who don't know who Thanos is, he's just the big badass guy out in the galaxy. He was seeking power. I won't speak too much to it. I, you know, the only thing I speak to is when I first started reading comics, he was one of the bad guys in it, but that was like back in seventh grade. I'm now much older. <laughs> Time has passed. Time, Time has passed. So <laughs> I haven't been keeping up on it too much, but that's about what I know. I do know that um, you need to strap yourselves in. The Avengers will be awesome. Those of you following Iron Man, following Thor, following Captain America, all these guys, all these actors are still going to be in the movie. Uh, the Avengers, they've all signed contracts. They're locked in. Uh, they're going to be there, and it'd be interesting to see how they um, share the face time since they're all pretty much going to be superstars by the time the Avengers roll out. Well, pretty much. They're locked and loaded. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be great. I think they have they have set up very well uh, Iron Man and, and all all the movies. But but the Hulk, right? The Hulk's supposed to be in this one. Yeah. But it's not going to be the same guy. No, it's 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 the Hulk is like a, a revolving door in movies. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, you can't ever keep the same actor more than once for Hulk. Uh, it's just too much. He has to be 24 million different guys. Right. I don't even know what he's, Bruce Banner is supposed to look like anymore. I know what the Hulk's supposed to look like. Well, I guess the way that they're doing it is that it's going to be motion capture, and Mark Ruffalo is going to be the new Hulk. Okay. Yeah. So, and those of you guys that don't know who Mark Ruffalo is, he was, I don't want to say most recently seen, but the most recent movie I saw him in was a movie called The Kids Are Alright, which is a great movie. So you guys should run out there and go see that movie. It's about uh, two women who are in love. Ooh. Say no more. No, no, um, <laughs> And uh, they adopt kids when they were younger. And Oh, no, I'm sorry, they don't adopt kids. They have the artificial insemination. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. and so he plays the donor dad that later, you know, the kids are interested in, and he later shows up. So Okay. Um, but he's, he's a good actor. I'm trying to think of stuff that other stuff that he's been in, but I don't know if when I envision the Hulk, if I envision Mark Ruffalo, right. or at least Bruce Banner, right. but I, I will say that he um, he, he has pretty wide uh, range acting ability. Yeah, I, I, I've seen him in a couple other movies. Uh, he, he does have some, or he is quite quite different on, on his approach for different movies that he does. I mean, he's not going to be Edward Norton, but Edward Norton writes his own roles. So, I mean, he's going to be as badass as Edward Norton makes himself <laughs> Edward Norton's a great actor, but a bitch on set. <laughs> so, so I've heard. But you know what? I won't take away from his, his, his acting in Fight Club. That was, that was a fantastic movie. I don't even care because if Ed Norton's listening. Yeah. You know what, Edward? Listen. Listen. Fuck you. <laughs> um, knock at the door. <laughs> 
so yeah, so it should be a good flick. Um, Big Baddie is Loki, uh, and like I said, uh, Thanos, uh, spoiler alert, Thanos is going to be uh, in some form in this movie. They haven't released it yet, but it should be badass either way. Now, do we know who's directing this movie yet? Or Yeah, uh, Joss Whedon, who, for those of you who don't know who Joss Whedon is, he is the Buffy the Vampire Slayer creator. Mm. So Is it going to be a mix of, like, Twilight and Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> or? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to name drop, and I can't even do it now. That movie is just so bad. But, um, Twilight? Yeah. No. You well, like Twilight? Actually, well, no, actually, I like the first Twilight. Um, I can't think of the director's name, but she did um, she did Lords of Dogtown, and then she did a movie called 13. See, I liked Lords of Dogtown. I saw the previews of Twilight and knew the ending, and it figured it would suck, so I just didn't see the movie. But, but, uh, but then they made like ten more, right? Yeah, well, I've, unfortunately, or, or fortunately, I guess, however you look. Actually, it's my own fault because I, I watched uh, the first one uh, online. Oh, really? Really? How was the vision, though? Please, no one come through and sue me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and, you know, and it, it wasn't too bad, and so I went home and talked to my, my, uh, my wife about it. And so she went, and she's, she's big into reading books, right. you know, and, and so she's always reading books, and she went and read the book and, and got all into it. So we went and had to get the second. We went and... Uh, I think I don't know if we rented the second one or or went and saw it, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, but we, uh, the third one we went to the theater and saw, it, and that's really what pissed me off because it, you know you're the third one in the series, you know you got you're making all this money, you know all these little teeny boppers or Twihards or Twilights or Twinkies or whatever they're called, are all buying into this movie. I mean not even movie but merchandise. Oh, it, you know just, I mean? it was everywhere when I it mean, was coming out. Robert Pattinson. Um, Hairstyle. How the hell did they get it so high? <laughs> Robert Pattinson shower caps. I mean, <laughs> it's all across the board. But uh, so, but it really didn't feel like you know any of that money that they made was put back into the movie. I mean, the production value was was terrible. I mean, right. if I can tell, you know, you, you know, you're on like a you know back in the '80s when they would you know because right now like you know green screen you know when they put the background effects in there are pretty good but back right. in the 80s you could tell that they were sitting in just the car with like a movie screen in the background <laughs> yeah. doing another film yeah, you know what right. I mean? so when it looks like that uh you know and i'm paying well, like it's like you know nine anywhere between nine and thirteen dollars for a ticket depending on if you want to see robert pattinson's pecs in 3d you yeah. know well exactly i would i would want to see that <laughs> but i don't unfortunately yeah. but um no, I, I think... You meant Kristen Stewart, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Like I wanted to see her pectoral muscles. Um, she, uh, you know, I can't, I, can't, I can't get into... I have a hard time with the, the teenager acting, but I, I agree with you on the, uh, um, on the movie production level there uh, because uh, I think a lot of movies aren't, aren't doing it. They're going more business style. They're not doing creative movies. I think a lot of times uh, the movie was, would be more creative... Further back, I think some. I think obviously a lot of them are, are really great now, but but I think uh, the special effects, you know, they they're just relying on it. I think some movies rely too much on the special effects, yeah. and then they don't put the money in it because it's just an investment. That's all it really is, don't you? Know? Yeah. So. Just uh, spend the money. Yeah. We <laughs> like it. Yeah. We'll pay for it either way. We're, we're we're not giving you money because we want you to put it in, in all of it in your pockets. Right. <laughs> your money because we're going to come back. If it's good, we're going to come back. It's our investment into this movie. How do we even get on Twilight? Uh, I, you know what? How do you not 
Twilight? How do you not get on Twilight? You know, you don't even have to see this movie, and I still talk about I'm it. I'm on it. Okay. I'm on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, we were talking about Joss Whedon. Uh, right. We might have to edit the Twilight stuff out yeah. to get back on. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Joss Whedon, he's going to be uh, directing the new Avengers movie. He, Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, creator, directed many of the shows. Um, I'm, I, in, and actually, you know, for a while that he broke away and he's got into comics, and he was actually writing some comics, had a great run on X-Men. Uh, him and uh, an artist by the name of John Cassidy uh, took on the X-Men for a little bit. Um, and just, the guy knows how to write characters. He's more geared towards, you know, right. female, writing good female dialogue, which seems weird because he's a dude, but, right. I mean, I don't know if I could talk about tampons or anything, but, um, well, and I don't even, actually, I don't even know if he even talks about tampons. <laughs> <laughs> but it has good dialogue, you know. But that's what women talk about, <laughs> it's all about tampons. I don't know if I could tell anyone how to powder their nose, but I will say this, that he knows how to write women, he, but he also has, he, he knows how to write character interaction. You okay, know I mean? and see, I think that's that's lacking in some yeah. aspects of movies, but a lot of movies, you know. Well, and especially like in a group movie like Avengers, because right. you're, you're, you've got a lot of characters on screen, you know what I mean, you've got to divide up screen time as well as character time, and, you know, so you've got to be able to have that, you know, and I think that he does that well, too, is he, he, divides, he divides that time up pretty well. I mean, it's going to be a huge movie. Okay. I mean, you got to... Well, no, 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 I'm excited <laughs> for it no matter what. I will yeah. see this movie in the theaters. Even if it sucks? He's excited about it. I'm excited. Jazzy Thanks. Jeff is excited. Jazzy Jeff, write that down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look forward to that. Um, uh, in other news, uh, Akira in Trouble. Uh, for those of you who don't know who, what Akira is, Akira was a, a Japanese uh, manga or manga, I don't know how to pronounce that, um, comic book um, that I'm, I'm totally, I know I should take notes. I'm totally going to space the uh, creator's name, Hiroshi Am- Amamato. Mr. Roboto, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Um, but, you know, and if he's listening out there, I, I terribly apologize for, you know, if that's not even your name. Right. If it's like, like you know, Jake or something. Right. If you're offended. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Go, go to the forums and um, uh, write me a letter and, and tell me what your real name is. Right. Uh, speaking of that, I guess we should probably tell people where to find this podcast. We probably shouldn't tell um, people where to find this podcast. You can find us at baldmove.com. My friends uh, uh, Jim Hubbard and Aaron, or Aaron, Aaron Hubbard, and uh, Jim over there are great guys. They got a great uh, site up there. They do the show um, uh, Blue Yonder, and they also have Power Play on there. Um, two great shows. If, if, if you're, you know, you're into listening to podcasts or just you want something better than TV and um, movies and masturbation, then that's where you need to go. So after you're done with your first initial surge on the Internet, yeah, exactly. you go over there and listen to us. Yeah, if you need a break, yeah. go over to uh, uh, baldmove.com. Well, we all need breaks. I mean. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, you know, Akira is basically uh, some Japanese, a Japanese manga uh, book that got made into, you know, in my, my, hand, my, in my opinion, and, and probably most other people, it's a Japanese, they made it into a, a Japanese animation movie back in the late 80s. Okay. You know, and it's just incredibly cool. It's about, uh, you know, after Neo, um, it was called Neo Tokyo, the new city. Then it's after, you know, it's like World War World War Three, um, basically wiped out the old Tokyo and they re- rebuilt over it. Okay. And uh, you know, it's about a, a gang of kids that kind of get into to trouble, kind of like, kind of like Scooby Doo on acid. Oh. So oh. if you're into Scooby Doo on acid, then that's that's the movie for you. If you're into Scooby Doo. 
And you watch Scooby Doo on acid. <laughs> you Scooby Doo and you take acid. You, you're gonna be you're gonna be good. Yeah. You're gonna be ready. Okay. Um, well, anyways, they were uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's production company bought the rights, and it was going through, I believe, Warner Brothers, uh, and the Albert uh, the Hughes brothers signed on, and with Albert Hughes directing. And those of you who aren't familiar with Albert Hughes, um, I think he, as far as, as far as my knowledge goes back, was Menace to Society was was one of his first ones, mainstream ones, and then um, and then uh, as far as recently, he did. Um, Oh, what's the one with Denzel Washington where he's just the badass guy? Training Day? No, that was he was badass. Yeah, he was, he was really yeah, badass. You know, King Kong had nothing on him. You know, King so. Kong ain't got nothing. <laughs> um, no, yeah, with Mila Kunis, and I know you know Mila Kunis. Oh, movie, I you know. know every Mila Kunis. That, that's why I brought you on the show because you're the Mila Kunis. I, uh, I, uh, if so. you're listening, Mila, um, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, no, where he's, yeah, he's. Protecting the Bible, and he's walking. Oh, with, uh, uh, that would be Eli, right? I think it's yes, Eli. Book of Eli. Book of Eli, yeah. So, you know, and that was kind of, oh, they, they also did uh, From Hell with um, Johnny Depp. And oh, was, okay, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I own that movie. They went from gangsters to, you know, adapting pretty uh, pretty cool, um, you know, comic movies and end of the world movies. So that kind of mixes with Akira. Uh, but apparently they couldn't get. Keanu Reeves to sign on for the part, and since they couldn't get Keanu Reeves on, they decided to depart ways with, with Mr. Hughes. So now it's kind of, it's out there. They're still saying that they're pushing forward, but, uh, you know, right now we don't know what's going on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of feedback because it's, you know, it's an Asian, Asian-themed movie, so a lot of people want Asian actors in it, and, you know, and, and part of the problem is they're also high school kids, and they're, you know, Keanu Reeves is a high school kid. You know, he gets on there and goes, uh, whoa. Whoa, dude! <laughs> totally he knows how to, but he knows how to speak to the kids. I think I read somewhere that he's going. He he said he's excited to try and do another Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Might have been why they couldn't sign him because he has to play a fifty-year-old teenager. Well, I you know, I would watch it. I mean, oh, I I'm not know. saying I wouldn't watch it. I'm just saying that might have been what caused him to not. Not beyond this movie. He knows kung fu. He does know kung fu. But I guess I guess my my thing and I, no now I grew up uh, watching Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure and then actually Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was one of my birthday movies one year. Oh wow! <laughs> With Station. <laughs> um, but you know, if he were to choose to you know to do a Bill and Ted's movie over you know Akira, I I, I don't know if I could watch another Keanu Reeves movie. I just and I like Keanu Reeves and a lot of people don't, but I just. You know, I don't know. You know, I, I I'm right there with you. Like, I don't think that Keanu Reeves has a range of acting, but I'm a I'm a huge fan of the movies that he ends up being in. You know, I mean, like I I love The Matrix. I think that, obviously that was my first one by or my favorite one, the first one uh, by far. That was your first time with Keanu? It was, it was my first time with Keanu. No, my first time with Keanu was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. My second time was Speed, and that's where he had me, or Sandra Bullock had me. Either way, it was a good movie. Um, I, I can't. They both have you. Yeah. Well, you know, they could share me. They, we, we live in we live in that type of world now, where you know you can go both ways. It's or true. at the same time. Right. Exactly. Well, sharing is caring, no matter where you. By the way, this show is R-rated. R-rated. Yeah. <laughs> we so, should have put that in the beginning. Um, um, so I, kids, stay up. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Once you once you put the R rating, you're gonna get the kids. <laughs> you know, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, R rating! I'll watch that." <laughs> Screw this Monster Squad stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the 
rated R movie. Um, so that's about it in in in, um, in recent entertainment news. I mean, I I know the big summer movies are upon us. We you know I, we mentioned Thor earlier. Both uh, Jesse Jeff and myself went and saw Thor and and thought it was awesome. I really like the way that uh, Marvel is going with their movies. You know, it's 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 setting up, but but all these movies for the Avengers, but all these movies are working fine. You know, in, yeah, in the meantime, on their own. You know, correct. I think uh, I, you know, and I wasn't even really a fan of Thor in the comics growing up. I mean, I, when I say that, I didn't go out and buy Thor comics, but he would like, you know, every now and then, like Spider-Man would be swinging by the Daily Bugle, and Thor would be, you know, flapping in the wind in the background. You know, and it's like, oh, Thor. You know, <laughs> hey, there he is. Uh, but I think that what that jo- what that movie did is it, it did a good job of someone who, you know, well, you might speak to it because you don't really know Thor at all, did you, before you right. the movie? I really didn't know Thor. I knew Thor in a less sense than you, but I knew who he was. I knew I have seen him in the comic books. I've seen him just kind of do his own thing. But he, he had the helmet before, right? In the comic yeah. books, he has the helmet. Well, yes and no. I mean, I get... I get I would almost go as far as say it depends on you know who's drawing them. If they you know if they're lazy, and don't want to draw the helmet. It's <laughs> just the hair. Just luxurious. Uh, no, uh, but I I was going to say if it was just the the helmet in the comic books, I'm glad they got rid of it. But yeah, yeah for the overall movie, the 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 effects are just unbelievable. The the whole his his realm is just you know it it was it was great. I loved it. I loved where they were going with that. Well, I kind of got to feel like speaking of. And, and I, I do want to throw this out there. I was just glad that Thor didn't have Hat Head. Because yeah. that totally would kill the movie for me. Right. Yeah. I would have been like, helmet hair? What the hell? <laughs> uh, and, and for those of you who do want the helmet, he does wear the helmet a little bit. It's, it's there in a scene uh, where he's supposed to take over Asgard. Um, but for most of the movie, he does not wear the helmet. I know that you guys wanted to know, you know. But, but I mean, does anybody really, like, you know, because it's a movie, you got to have a movie time that the actor has to be in the movie so long. Yeah. You can't have the helmet on him. It's just like Spider-Man, and every time they had the fight, in the middle of their fight, they had to whip their mask off to tell him, hey, I'm mad at you. <laughs> Toby, we know it's you under the mask. Stop ripping off your mask every time you need to cry and talk about something. <laughs> he was so bad at hiding his identity. Love Spider-Man. I love them. The third one, well, we, we don't discuss that, but I love the Spider-Man movie. Movies, but how bad are you at keeping your identity? Secret? Well, and uh, it's like, you know, how many times are you going to show? I mean, it, <laughs> and then you wonder why the, they decided to reboot the series with another thirty-something actor as a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, you know, right, right. Um, so yeah, so Thor, Thor is pretty good. I know that um, not this weekend, but next weekend X Men's coming out, which I'm pretty. I wasn't at first excited about it because you weren't. Well. I like the first two X-Men, but, like, you know, X3, um, just, I don't know, it, it was shot okay. I just thought the, the story kind of fell short. But, you, you know, really, you're trying to cram, like, you know, 30 or 40 years of, of comic book lore. And that and really, that's kind of like what all these superhero movies are kind of running into. Right. But they're still kind of pulling it off, you know. Some of them are. Uh, but you're trying to, you know, 30, 40 years of comic book lore into, you know, two hours. Right. You're only going to get so much, you know what I mean? Or, or or get too much, for lack of a better word. But, yeah, so I, thought, I think X3 felt a little uh, bloated. Um, but, you know, it, it, it served its purpose. Um, and then Wolverine, I guess, was, was okay. I, I hope I don't offend anyone out there who's, like, diehard. <laughs> diehard Wolverine. What are you talking about? Of course it was the greatest movie on the face of the planet. It was the greatest movie on the planet if you're a fan of Wolverine, 
the actor. I can't remember even remember what his name is. But I don't want to. I don't want to name drop. That's why I'm not going to. Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. Uh, thank you for that movie. But I, uh, I actually, I, I agree. I, I actually didn't like the third one. Um, I'm pretty excited about uh, about the new one. Uh, but it, but isn't that not, isn't now isn't this one? This has another director that has uh, that's been doing been doing some of those teeny bopper stuff beforehand, right? No, no. This is Matthew Vaughn. Matthew and Ma- Vaughn. And, and a little history behind Matthew Vaughn is um, uh, actually he did, he directed, one of the first movies I saw was a movie called Layer Cake with um, the guy that's playing Bond now, uh, uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, Daniel Craig. And that's, that's actually, I read an article that that's what sold, you know, the Broccoli's on um, signing him on as a, as a blonde. Uh, James Bond. James you know, Blonde. He, yeah, James yeah. Blonde. Blonde James. Because in that movie, he's kind of a. Uh, it's kind. Of, it's almost like it kind of has a Guy Ritchie feel to it. You know, it's kind of that English mob type thing going on. Right. But uh, yeah, he, so he directed that movie, and that kind of put Daniel Craig into the position of Bond. But then he directed a movie called I believe it's called Stardust, which is based on a Neil Gaiman uh, book. Who those of you who don't know Neil Gaiman, he's a comic book artist. You're gonna get comic book drop. Hints dropped in here every now and then. Hopefully, some of you out there read some comic books. <laughs> Boom! But uh, so yeah, he did that, and then he came out and most recently did Kick Ass, uh, which uh, if you didn't see that movie, go see it. It's Kick Ass. Yeah, I mean, it's just it 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 it, it does justice to R-rated comics. You know, have you seen the movie? I, I actually have only seen like the first five minutes, but I loved it. I had to get going. Yeah. Um, but I heard you. I we we talked about this before. I loved them. Or I loved what you told me about it. It's it's so cool because it's it, it's one of the first movies to really kind of be like, well, you know, what would what happen? What would happen if we had real life superheroes? You know, right? Um, you know, this this kid in the movie, he he ponders, you know, we, you know, why hasn't anyone tried to be a superhero? And so he decides to dress up like a serial get, uh, superhero, gets his ass kicked, <laughs> and uh, gets hit by a car, and then he um, like has no feeling in his body from whatever nerves that he hit. So then he can go out and kind of beat people up, but he's still pretty much you know a pussy for lack of a better <laughs> word. But then there's uh, uh, well I won't go on to just go rent the movie. It's awesome. It's kick ass. It's kick. Okay, ass. and so that's that's a little history of Matthew Vaughn. He directs the new movie. X-Men, which here's another little history on Matthew Vaughn, is he was originally supposed to direct X3, but um, it didn't, the, the, the studio and, and Matthew couldn't agree on what they wanted to do with the movie, you know, so he ended up walking away. So it's kind of nice to see that we get to come back and see his vision. Right. You know, another thing that's exciting about the new X-Men movie is, and I, you know, a lot of people were panning it because it is, the uh, I believe, the fifth installment of, of X-Men movies, is, is that... It's it's going back to the origins of how the X Men started, basically. Yeah. So um, you know you've got how Magneto and Professor X uh, met. Uh, you have how the uh, uh, School of the Gifted started, and it takes place uh, in the '60s. So it's during the Cuban Missile, Missile Crisis. So you're going to see a lot of. Um, I heard his influence for the movie was James Bond movies, ironically wow. enough. Yeah. So uh, he said that he. Didn't get a chance to direct the Bond movie, so he decided to do it for the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been cool to see Daniel Craig come through there and you know ask the, the Beast to make him up a, a martini, shaking that stirred, you know. Shaking <laughs> How many kills do you have, Beast? <laughs> we were now at double seven. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, him and the Beast, they'd fight out for like ten, twenty minutes because you know Daniel Craig gets his ass kicked in those James Bond movies. Like time after time, but he gets up, you know. So I mean, you can't really, 
You can't fight. You can't fuck with James Bond. You never could for like, was it how many installments was that? Was it like twelve? Too many to count. Too many to count. I mean, when you're on like four or five bonds over, <laughs> you know, forty, sixty years, however long. Right. Um. All right. Well, moving along. Uh, you know, a couple other movies. We got Green Lantern. We got Captain America. Are you excited to see either one of those two? Oh, I'm I'm I am i am excited to see both, but I'm more excited to see the Green Lantern. I'm yeah. really. Yeah, I really, I'm really looking forward to what they're gonna do, and the special effects already just look awesome on my crappy TV, which isn't even HD. Yeah. So it's, it looks pretty dope. There, you know, I, I'm, I'm going back and forth. Like when the first trailer came out, it, it just looked like dog dirt. You know, um, I just think it was thrown together real quick to get something out for the San Diego Comic Con last year. Um, but now, you know, they, they released one a couple, you know, like two months, well, maybe back in April. I mean, we're now in. Uh, <laughs> We're now in 2020, but uh, back in April, no. Um, yeah, so it, it, it looked really good. The special effects looked really good. I actually saw a recent kind of clip from the movie, you know, when they go out and start talking on the show and start showing the clip. Like, there were some parts where it looked a little glitchy in the CGI, but I think, like, overall, the movie's going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, I think uh, it, it's it's basically Star Wars meets superheroes. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not a huge I don't have a whole much of knowledge on um, Green Lantern, but you know I do know he, you know he's part of a kind of galactic police force that polices the galaxy, uh, and they they get these rings that they are able to anything that they can will up or think up um, and have no fear behind it they're able to make and that's pretty much their power. So it's actually a pretty pretty powerful thing to have. You know if you think of um, anything you wanted, right? So. Um, okay, well, that's some of the summer movies that are coming out. I hope you guys go out and see them. I hope we get a little, little bit of feedback in the forums over at baldmove.com. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know if you uh, disagree with us entirely or if you like what we're doing, and we'll continue it. So, <laughs> But either way. <laughs> um, I'm going to go quick move on to music now. I want to uh, get a quick music review out there. Um, we're talking about the Foo Fighters. Uh, for those of you who don't know who the Foo Fighters are, they are a band that was thrown to... You know who the Foo Fighters are? I've heard of them. Is that... I, I think so. I, think <laughs> I so. always talk about the Foo Fighters, so, you know, if you wanted to talk about them, I'll let you talk about them. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Foo Fighters are a band that was formed by uh, Nirvana drum, drummer uh, Dave Grohl, who, after the uh, unfortunate uh, suicide of Kurt Cobain and that band, decided to form his own band, um recording the first album entirely by himself, and then once he went on tour, throwing together a band who have been kind of a mosh posh of different people ever since, but, uh, you know, it's they're, they're just a rockin' band. Um, their most latest album, uh, Wasting Light, just came out, I believe, at the end of April, so I'm a little bit behind giving this review, but I want to promote it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and to be honest with you, I've, I've listened to the, the Foo Fighters since they've come out. I... Um, I've always been a fan of Dave Grohl. I, I, I was a big fan of Nirvana. And, you know, they've, they've changed. They've gone through all these different cycles and all these different uh, types of, of, of music, and they got into their, like, acoustic thing, in which, I, I don't get me wrong, I think their acoustic stuff is good. But I was, I was more into their, 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 their harder element to, that the band brings. And, uh, and when I heard, I've heard three or four songs off the album, right when I heard them, I was just, I was into it. Uh, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this album. Months later, <laughs> it, it's a rocking album, and I'll, and I'll, I'll agree with uh, Jazzy Jeff by saying that 
you know, I've been a fan. I've bought every single album, uh, but there have been times where I've had a little bit of trouble getting behind them because, you know, like all bands, they kind of go into the space where they're like, I'm bored of what we, you know, what sells. How can we, you know, musically change what we do and, and still, uh, you know, appease ourselves, you know? And so they try to, like, uh, change their music, and I'm kind of like, well, I like what you were doing, you know? And some of the stuff that's, that's a little bit different, I still like it, but, you know, Dave Grohl is a rocker. You right. know what I mean? Right. I mean, if you, if you ever go into the history of Dave Grohl, like, it's, it's all about rock music. So when we started getting into the acoustic stuff, I mean, it's it's good for, you know, impressing your girlfriend that you can play it on your guitar, and right. maybe you'll get laid. I mean, you should. You if should. You're, if you're playing Flute Flute by his music, you should get laid. Right. I think that's, um, I think it's actually, is it on the album? Really? Uh, I think there is one song called Get Laid. Get Laid? Um, no, no, guess not. No. Okay. One can hope. One can, one can hope. But speaking of, of, of still on the Foo Fighters, I... I gave their song Rope. I, I actually heard that song after I heard a few of their other songs that, that had leaked or whatever before the album came out. And I know Rope was the, the hit they went with. And when I first heard it, you know, there's parts of it. Dave Grohl is very good at writing choruses. I mean, like, he's, he's always got you on the chorus. Yeah. And, uh, but, but it seemed like they were throwing a bunch of different elements. And, and after a couple listens, I, I realized that it's like, you know, oh, you know, he's not doing the same thing. He's doing something because he doesn't want a song to sound like every other song out there, you know, and, and I respect him for that. I, you know, after a couple of listens, you know, you, you get into the song a lot more, and I really I really do like the song Rope now. So. Well, and the, the thing I love about the album, before going too much into the detail of every song, is that it's a return to form. I mean, right. you know, you look at the Foo Fighters' self-debut, and every song on there, I think, except for Big Me, which was kind of his nod and wink to, you know, cheesy music videos and, and cheesy songs. Right. I mean, I, I think he put the, the song on the, on the album for a joke, but even that song, you know, Big Me was still catchy, and, you, 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 you know, you were playing, the guy knows how to write hooks. Right, right. But it's a, re, it's a return to form of, of, of just rocking out. I mean, I, I think there's like one or two songs that, you know, are slow, but halfway through, he's back to rocking, which is what I like. Uh, you know, my favorite album is The Color and the Shape, um, and the reason I like it is because of the dynamics. Right. That album is a, is, a, is a great example of soft and loud put together. You know, um, you get like Everlong. You know, it's, it starts off slow and then gets rocking with the, you know an incredible drum beat. Or My Hero starts out rocking and it just has a awesome melody through it. You know? And I think I think what's so great about those songs and Everlong and those albums like that is that. Everlong starts off quiet like that, and then it hits the hits its harder element. But that also makes it a great acoustic song. Yeah. You know, when it's yeah. when you write an acoustic song just to be acoustic, it, it can't you can't put yeah. it into something heavy. And 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 maybe it's just because I'm I'm just a I'm drum head. I love the drums. I love it when when someone's going to town. And maybe that's why I like harder rock. But it's not like I I indulge all indulge into all of that. But uh, but I really like how the drums came alive on this album, and I. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of it. So, yeah, it's just it's a great album. I mean, uh, you know, it, it starts off with Burning Bridges. Who, I mean, it's just just rocking, just rocking. Goes in the rope, goes in the Dear Rosemary, still rocking. I mean, and then blows your balls off with White Limo. I mean, it's mm. a throwback to which a lot of people, you know, have said White Limo, you know, reminds them of Queens of the Stone Age. You know, the album that actually Dave was on, which was I'm trying to think of the title of it right now. It's uh. 
I have it. I have that album too. <laughs> I do have that you know what it's called? It's called the album with Dave Grohl playing the drums. With on it. the album that was the only album that you must have of the Queen of Stone Age. If you're Queen of Stone Age fan, uh, more power to you. But I, I suggest that album over the other ones. But but, he, but but here's my my thought on it though is that you know if if you're a true Foo Fighter fan, which you know it's okay if you're not, but if you're a true Foo Fighter fan, you'll recognize that that you know White Limo is kind of a throwback to. You know some of the songs that he was doing in his earlier days, like uh, "Watershed" or "Weenie Beanie" and, and uh, "Good Grief." I mean, these were all songs that sounded like he was screaming into a megaphone. You right. You know what I right. mean? So you know, I, I think that that almost you know would you know, and I hope you know be, he was a Queens of the Stone Age fan and come back and kick my ass. But I'm doing P90X now, so right. I'm right. gonna kick some ass now. In your face. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's. I think they were almost influenced by it, you know, um, by some of what Dave Grohl was doing. And, and, and any band in this day and age, to sit there and say you weren't influenced by Nirvana or you weren't influenced by what the Foo Fighters have been doing, um, you know, you're lying. Yeah, I, I mean, some people, you know, people today, they, they, they look at Nirvana and they look at that grunge era and they, and they, they, oh, I hate it, I hate it. And it's like, what, what would have happened if that grunge era stayed? You know, obviously it died because of, you know, of, of Kurt Cobain going away and and, uh, and all that, but it, it really had a different element, it had a different feel, and it not necessarily that he was writing the greatest lyrics, but he was writing something that was hard and yet soft, and 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 I like that from Dave Grohl because it's not the same thing. He's not doing the same thing that Nirvana did, like all the people wanted from Nirvana. He's doing his own thing, but he is doing that hard and soft element, and I and I, I you know yeah. you can respect that. Well, yeah, I, I I would go as far as say I like the fact that he never really conformed. Right. You know what I mean? He basically still, you know, even though it might not necessarily be what he started off at the first album, you know, halfway through with some of the albums, you know, uh, that kind of took place after Nothing Left to Lose, you know, like um, One by One, um, you know, has probably one of the more popular, one of the best songs that they have with uh, All My Life, you know, which is a pure rockin' song. Uh, but then there's, great song. There's a lot, of, a lot of slow ones, and then I think after that, um, they, they got into uh, In Your Honor, which had the acoustic album. You right. Know what I mean, but I, I think that throughout that, he was still playing his music. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone was going to touch him and go, "Well, yeah," but you know what you need to do? You need to you need to do this with your song. It was like, no, that's it's still Dave Grohl throughout, and and, and Taylor Hawkins and uh, uh, Nate Mendel and at least Chris Shiflett, since nothing left to lose, who took over for um, after. Uh, Pat Smear and Franz Stahl left the band, you know. Right. So, um, and Pat Smear is back in the band right now. Yes, Pat okay. Smear is back in the band. And I've always said that, <laughs> I've always said that the albums after Color and the Shape n- never really captured that full Foo Fighters sound that was on the first two, you know. Right. I mean, it, it does. I mean, you still have Dave Grohl playing the hooks and you still have Taylor Hawkins playing drums and Nate Mendel, but I always felt like after Pat Smear, like there was, it, it didn't sound the same. And like, he's back in the band. And yeah. it sounds like how the Foo Fighters were. So it just, you know, it, we're only gaining something back. You right, know? right. And I think I think uh, Dave Grohl is going to keep you listening no matter what. It's just it's what he does. He's a good artist. Um, but I think what really sells this album as well uh, is that they put more drums in it, but but that they have uh, you know Butch Vig, who I've always respected his stuff, and I always think it's it's always got a great element to it, and he he really put he, his mark on it. Otherwise. I'm not 100% on the, on the Green Day album that, that he helped put out, but, but this is back to the stuff I really like that he helped produce. Well, we, well, we can't even go back with it. For those of you who don't know, Butch, Butch Vig is a you know, mega music producer. 
Um, pretty much anything he touches turns to gold. Um, and he was also the drummer for Garbage, which was basically a band he helped put together with a bunch of producers, you know, and then it had Shirley Manson. I, I believe she was in a band called, like, Angel Cake or Sugar Cake, something. In, in, something yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, over in, in Scotland, and that's where they nabbed her. But uh, prior to that and now after Garbage is done, he's been producing uh, some of the albums he's uh, done, which have pretty much gone, I shouldn't say gold, gone to platinum. You yeah. know, Nirvana, Nevermind, um, uh, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dream. Um, even that last Green Day album, I'm pretty sure that one went platinum. I never actually went past the first song that I played on the radio. No, I didn't either. Um, which, you know, is really sad. I, used, I, I was a Green Day fan, you know, back in high school and a little after, but after a while they just sounded very produced. Yeah, yeah. Know? It's like you too. I like how every song sounds the same. Yeah. You know? Um, well, so, I mean, what more can you say about this album other than it just rocks? I mean... Other, other, you know, these days, back and forth. And of course, I'm just reading on the list, but I mean, they're, they're good songs. In fact, the only one that I'm probably kind of, eh, but you know, that was in the beginning, but now it's kind of grown on me is "Walk." You know, uh, it kind of starts off sounding like a Matchbox 20 song, which I, hate I'm not Matchbox. a fan. I won't say I hate because I hate when, I hate when people, you know, jump on there and like, you know, this person sucks or that, you know, I hate it and stuff like that. You know, I would try to give credits where credits due, but I just wasn't a fan. You know, uh, so when I heard that, I was kind of like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I was, it was, you know, I was sitting there listening, and I was going, who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> <laughs> but the more listens, it does get it does get into, you know, rocking moments, but it's probably my least favorite. Um, but it definitely does not, uh, yeah, it doesn't suck, so. Um, it doesn't suck your cock for $1,000. It's, che- it's cheaper than that. <laughs> Yeah, well, in actuality, uh, um, and, and probably should wrap this up on the Foo Fighters, is that uh, right before they released the album, they put all their songs online for you to hear. So you could listen to, I mean, what's cooler than that? You know what I mean? Right. How many times have you bought a shitty album? Because that first song was just cool, and you get the album, and you were, you were like, uh, who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> you know, and so many times you wanted to walk up to the people who did it and go, And that's just how I feel. So, um, Foo Fighter album, awesome. Um, one last thing, if you are a Nirvana fan, it is a kind of rehash of Golden Days on, um, I should have known because uh, Chris Novoselic, who was the bassist for Nirvana, comes back here and plays bass on that song. So if you're a fan, go out and buy this album. I cannot say enough about it. It's awesome. Um, go out and get it. So on that note, uh, what other albums are you looking forward to this year? Uh, you know, because, I mean, there's, there's a couple of bands, especially a couple of bands that I'm interested in. I mean, like, I was blown away by the Foo Fighters. I, I, I wasn't huge into In My Honor. Like, I really, I like The Best of You, but I wasn't big into a lot of the other songs. Um, but there's always been a song in every album that he's made that I'm pretty big into. Uh, but, I, but I've been looking forward to some new bands, or not new bands, some old bands coming back and doing some, some new things as well. Uh, uh, Incubus has a new album coming out. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, and it's, I, they, they released the first album, the Adolescence album. Uh, I won't lie, it takes a couple of listens. I'm a huge Incubus fan. I, I, they're my top favorite band. I, I, I can't get enough of them. Uh, but... 
uh, it, it's, it's got its own perks. Uh, I've heard a couple other songs that are much better uh, coming from them. And then, uh, and then the, the Red Hat Chili Peppers are coming out. How are they oh, going to do, do that? Yeah, they have, a new, they have a new album coming out, and uh, it's supposed to come out in fall. Yeah. But, um, but it's kind of, there's no John Frusciante. See, and that, that, that for me has always been, the albums that he's on are the ones that I've been attracted to the most. You know? Right. Well, he's an attractive man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it, I was I, you know, it's, it's just attracted to the way he talks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because nothing like doing heroin to rot your mouth out to have him completely re- replace your teeth and make you talk better. Right, but he is just electric on the stage, dude. Yeah. He, is, he, is, he, is, he is something else, you know, but... Uh, but I'm going to miss that, and I and I what I've heard about it. I haven't heard any songs, obviously, because it's not out yet. But um, I've heard that that you know it's John Frusciante's friend, like his best friend, that's going to replace him. Yeah. And and they're actually like Flea's staying away from bass, which is, I'm not really sure about this, but he's staying a little bit further away from bass and playing other instruments. So I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, but I've always been a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so I'm excited to see that one. So at the end of the day, after listening to the album, we're hoping that uh, we don't... Uh... You fucked it up! You <laughs> fucked it up! I will say that to John Frusciante. <laughs> I mean, I love you, dude, as a guitarist, but I will say that if it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, those, I, I am looking forward to, to those. And, and I, you know, I, I can't really speak to too much music lately because I just haven't heard anything that, that's that's coming out. I don't know if that's because I'm you know, where I'm at in my age, you know, and I hate to strike down anyone who's in their 30s who, mm-hmm. like, you know, you no longer are in touch with music, but uh, maybe when I'm in my 50s, you could say that, but, uh, yeah, I just, I really haven't really heard too much about it, um, so, but, yeah, those are both bands that I like, and I, I do hope that both their albums do well, um, but I've heard nothing from either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, you'll have to follow, do, a, do a follow-up with us, uh, Jazzy Jeff, and, and let us know how those go. I'll keep you posted. Well, now it's time for... The part in the cast that everyone loves is to hear the rants or the complaints, or the, and we're strictly going to save most of those for this column now. But uh, we're, it's time for things that piss you off. Um, I'm going to jump right into mine if you don't mind, unless you want to do yours. Oh, go ahead, let's hear it. Okay, mine is customer service. Yes, I'm this is. I'm an expert in this spot. <laughs> this is where I work. This is where you specialize. Oh, I'm special. Well, you know, it, it pisses me off that. You know, I, I come from the generation where, you know, you, you understood what the hell customer service meant. Right. You were servicing the customer. Right. You know, there are so many times I go into restaurants now, or even, you know, we talk about movies, going to the theater where those high school kids or young, you know, early college kids could give a shit because <laughs> you're even there to even buy anything, you right. know. Right, right. Um, you know, you walk in there and you order something. That, you know, I didn't even get out, you know, can I help you? I, I don't know how many times I've driven through McDonald's drive-through now, and they just they, they stick their hand out for your money, you know, or, or just hand you your stuff and don't you know and and to go a little bit further, nothing pisses me off more than when I go to McDonald's and I order chicken nuggets, right? Yeah. And you ask me what type of sauce I want, and then you don't give it to me. I tell you what I want, you don't give it to me. I drive away and I'm like, fuck, man, where's my sweet and sour? You know, and nuggets do not go down well without a little loop. Oh, yeah, it's true. This is true. You gotta look those those nuggets up. They're just—they're actually baby chicks. You know that, right? Yeah, I drive away and fucking You know, <laughs> so it just—it pisses me off. And so here's what I propose, and, and tell me, Jazz Jeff, what you think about this because okay. um, I think this this might work. Right. Um, when I go, I want to be able to have—you uh, know how they have those um, those games like at BW3s, you know, where they give you a little Palm Pilot thing and you can select what you want. I want, like, um, should this person be fired, 
yes or no. <laughs> you know, and after the service is done, yes. <laughs> this person to be fine. Or when you walk up to, to McDonald's, have a, a red or green button and just be like, you know, are you happy with your service? You know, and just and go a step further and have like one of those boxes that just opens underneath them and they right. drop. They just drop and do like a cage like, like alligators that just eat them or because, something. Because, you know, most of these, you know, especially the high school kids can't get a, can't get a job, uh, you know, or, or when they can get a job, it's, you know, they're 15. It's, it's usually at like a fast food place. Right. So nothing's going to put more fear in them than if they know that if they if they fuck it up, you know, they're, they're dropping. They're dropping. And, <laughs> and it's not like it's not like that McDonalds is having a hard time hiring people, but uh it's especially a lot of fast food restaurants. I'll agree with that. Um I think a lot of them are young high school kids. I know that like when I was in high school I was I didn't give a shit. But yeah. but but maybe it's just the generation of, of, of people who don't give a shit. But I will say this, I, I'll say that McDonalds, uh fast food it's all, it's all high schoolers or people who could never get out of high school. Like the management is people who never got out of high school and always have that drama. So they just don't care. And they, I mean, like when your life is like that and that's your, you know, your income, you don't care. And I, and I, I don't, I don't get happy about it when I order, you know, three chicken tacos and you know from like Taco Bell or something like that, and I get three beef tacos, yeah. you know, on the way back. You know what? It, 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 it's irritating because it's like. How, I've, I've done your job, dude. It's yeah. really easy. I think we've both, both been in the fast food industry at one point or another, and, and it's really easy job. It's not that hard. It's just flipping burgers, man. All you got, all you got just don't burn your head on the grill. But, uh, <laughs> you know. So, and, and I, you know, I think you had a point, too, uh, with, you know, it is management. You know, it, 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 it's the people who are managing because, um, you know, what do I care if the guy who's running the place doesn't care? Right. You know. Right. So if he if, if he or she is is not going to come and uh, you know chew my ass out. <laughs> yeah. Because I you know for the millionth fucking time I gave I didn't give sweet and sour sauce. Right. You know. Boom, you're fired. But uh, yeah, you know, or or or, 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 or let, let's go over to Singapore and let's get these people who are flogging people's ass for spitting gum on the sidewalk. Yeah. Let's, let's, you know, and, you know, we're outsourcing anyways. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> we are let's, outsourcing let's, yeah, everything. You know, or outsource our American teens over to McDonald's over there. And have know? them work at those. <laughs> yeah. That should be like their training yeah. center. You're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to fly you to Singapore. You know McDonald's yeah. got it. It's yeah. on a dollar flight or whatever. And they don't fuck around over there. No, know? they you're, don't. You're they, either getting flogged, getting your ass beat in public, as an adult, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Or you're going to some prison for however long, and, and you might not ever get bailed out. So, Well, and you know, like, what I like to say about that is, 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 is I'm tired of hearing people complain about, the, uh, about how, how, you know, other, other, other countries, Mexico and everything, taking people's jobs. And it's like, they're taking those jobs, you know? Yes. And, and you complain that you're getting this uh, crappy high school service, but when, when they're back there, usually... You get faster service, yeah. you know. You go, you go to like a like a Chipotle. I love Chipotle. I always go there. I I know one white person that yeah. works there, and not that any race or anything, but but they get done, you yeah, know. They, they don't fuck around. They don't fuck around. Yeah. Chipotle, we got props for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> they get your shit, and, and and you know sometimes it's almost too fast. Sometimes I'm I'm like super slow trying to whip out my card, you yeah. know, and they've already got the shit handed in my face. You Boom! Know, like, You're good. You're right though. So. Uh, you know, I look at them and I go, uh, you know, so, um, that's, that's basically, you know, kids, 
young young kids going into school, you, I, you know, I realize you're going to college, I realize you're busy, but you need a job, and you need to be able to pay for your shit, you need to be able to pay for your, uh, you know, uh, what is it, eighth of weed, you know, <laughs> your bag of weed that's sitting under your pillow, or, or your shrooms, you know. Where else are you going to get the yeah. 50 bucks to pay for it? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay for your supplies, but, you know, I'm more than willing to pay, yeah. because I came there for, you know, a reason, but... Don't let mom and dad make you not have a job and give you everything. I'll pay for your weed. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will contribute to your contraband, your weed, everything. You know? And my gluttony at the same time. We're killing two birds with one. Call me up. I might even smoke it with you. <laughs> so, yeah. So just let's, let's stop fucking around, you know. It, you know and, and the thing of it is, is once you get out in the real world, you can't do that anyways. You know? Yeah, yeah. you you, you got to do your job, and if you do, they're going to fire you. You know, unless you have a shitty boss who doesn't give a shit. Right. Uh, and, 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 but I propose, you know, Singapore. Just look forward to that, Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. Singapore. I think... Flog your ass. <laughs> so, that's, that's, you know, that's my rant. That's what pisses me off. People fix it. Fix, fix the problem. You know, uh, I think one of the things that kind of, like, irritates me lately is, uh, is, this, is this constant, we have to do... Uh, we, we have. I have to know something about something and say I know it just because. Like I, I feel like everybody's got an opinion about something, even if they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. And, I, and I'm not going to go political or anything like that. But I've noticed. I've noticed a lot of people watch news, and news isn't like it was. I'm not even that old, but news wasn't like how it was when I was younger. You know, yeah. I mean, news is news is very slanted, and, it, and you can see it. It's like it's it's not okay. Well, today two people died, and da 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 da. da. It's, it's Two people died, and I think this asshole, he did it, you know? And they're like, I think this asshole did it too, you know? Like, you don't need anybody to think for you. I, I, I think that we find too many people to, to do everything for us, you know? And then, you know, you get people like Glenn Beck, and Glenn Beck, I hope to God you are listening because you're a fucking psycho. But, but, you know, you get people like that who, who just, who, who, are, who are telling people the truth, and they're preaching to people, yet they, you know, people will tell me I'm, I'm a terrible person because I'm not religious, yet... They've never even read their own Bible yet. They're preaching to me about I'm not gonna, I'm going to go to hell. You know, it's like if you don't know what you're talking about, just shut up. <laughs> you know, right. just move to the next topic. I think that people are too opinionated, and I think that also correlates to go down to to people in fast food. You know, oh, I know better than to flip this fucking burger. I I I don't need him to tell me that. Yeah. It's like and it's it's more of like a right thing. I own everything. I get everything, and and it's just fallen by the wayside to me. So, well, yeah. It, uh, my favorite part is when you see the announcer and, and you know, something would ha- happen with their mic that's going into their ear or their earpiece and they don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I'm not sure what to do right now. <laughs> they're like, they're like, have you ever, if you've seen the movie Dick and Jane, they're like, they're like Jim Carrey and that character and they're like, he's like, um, your company just sold and screwed out millions while he's on the air, and he's just like, ah, oh, and has no idea about it. He's like, um, I, I don't know those statistics right now because <laughs> he had no idea what to say. That's what it is. They never have any idea of what to say uh, unless someone has told them to say it, even the reporters. Yeah. So. Well, it's it, and it's so it's so um, one-sided. Right. You know, and it, it's I mean that right there should show you you know. You know, there's so many people that watch those shows, Fox News, CNN, or, or, or you know, even like regular news now. They don't even report, right. you know, about anything good. It's always about uh, who did this and what did that. And, and it, you know, if, if, if you're a lemming watching this show and going, oh, you're right, you're right, 
you know, take, make up your own mind. Go out there and, and, and get the information. Go online. Like, you know, you get all these people who, uh, you know, they vote. And, I, you know, I, I really hate to get into politics. I don't want to get into it. But here's my quick quip into it. But that, that'll vote based on what they see on the news. It's, it's opinions, people. It's someone's opinion. Go online. Go to the person's site. See what he's running for. See what he's saying he's going to do, which we all know that once, once they get into the office of power, they won't. They're they not going to do it anyways. Well, but, and, uh, and, you can't, and, they, and they really can't. People don't, like, invest any time into, into seeing some of this stuff, and not to get too political, too. But, you know, look what, look what they have to do to keep your attention campaign season. Not, hey, I'm, I'm Obama, I'm going to do this, or, or I'm whatever, I'm going to do this. It's, this guy burns kittens. Yeah. I don't burn kittens. <laughs> Brought to you by some dumbass. <laughs> Brought to you by a, a small company that burns kittens out in the U.S. <laughs> a local company with a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all bullshit. People make up your own mind. Uh, you know, stop being a lemming. Stop doing what other people say. I, you know, and I know by saying this that if you listen to me, you're doing what I say. Right. But right. you're already a lemming anyway. So. But you're already following us. So it's too late <laughs> at this point to turn back. Uh, yeah, you bring up some good points. I just, I, I, it pisses me off too. Yeah. You know? So, uh, moving on, I'm going to do a little self-promotion here. Um, a lot of people who have been following me on my Facebook uh, have been curious as to what's going on. Why, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the same picture for at least <laughs> two months, you know? I want the art. Uh, or maybe they're not. Maybe, Maybe they're, they're sitting there going, I hope this guy doesn't post up another fucking thing, because I'm so sick of looking These at goddamn him. pictures. You know, yeah. <laughs> he thinks I give a shit. But, <laughs> uh, but if you do, uh, just let you know, um, I do have a book that's coming out. It should be released before the end of the year. It's kind of a preview book of three of the stories I'm working on. Uh, right now, Sopri, which is one of the three stories, is in, this, it's in the color, coloring stage phase. Um, you know, I'm, all, I'm yeah, people. I'm only one person. <laughs> I'm writing the story. I'm drawing the pretty pictures. I'm coloring the pictures, and I'm putting the words. You know, so anyone out there who wants to work for free and help me do that shit, right? Uh, well, Andy's a family man. That's, that's, you gotta, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Uh, ladies, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, ladies, hey. Not to be denied because I'm a family man. <laughs> now, my wife's probably listening, and she's going to come after me. She, she's going to be the, uh, the fish gutter of me. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, Sopri right now, it's, 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 it's penciled, it's, it's inked, uh, it's being colored right now. Um, Sopri, give you a quick kind of generalistic uh, plot, it's, it's a space opera. Think Barbarella meets Spaceballs meets... Uh, Mad Max meets Planet of the Apes slash Dune. <laughs> I took them all into consideration. I thought I'd take them yeah. and write something. So, uh, and you may turn the page when the chime rings like this. <laughs> um, Shot Warfare, it's one of the other stories. It's in the, the, uh, it is written, it is in the uh, penciled stage right now. Um, got the layouts done. I'm just doing the final, final render. Um, in addition, you know, I, I know that I brought this up to everybody too earlier is that I am a comic artist, but I not don't have anything published. So I'm trying to work to get into the field too. I'd love to get my book published, but I also want I would love to draw for the big two, DC, Marvel. Uh, so right now, in addition to all this, I am also drawing a five-page Superman spread, which is going to go into my portfolio, and hopefully somebody picks me up. <laughs> love to work for somebody. Uh, 
you know, so, so that's kind of where I'm at right now, and that's why I haven't been posting too much stuff because I am kind of multitasking uh, to, to, to build up some, you know, a pretty big product to kind of place from, you know, put stuff up from week to week as opposed to putting one picture up every 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's where I'm at. Uh, jumping over to comics, uh, just want to let everyone know, the comics section of this podcast uh, this week is going to be a little short. Uh, hopefully, going forward, um, it'll be a little bit longer. I mean, fuck, they're they're so expensive. I can't afford to buy them. You right, know. right. It's like almost four bucks for a comic book nowadays. And oh, I really? Think, yeah. Well, because I think that they are trying to make the push for people to go to digital. No. Okay. You know, because a lot of people, you know, if you're a comic book fan, you you like to have that book in your hand. Right. I won't speak to everyone, but most people like to have that comic book in the hand. So, you know, when when I started buying comics, you know, fifteen. No, I guess it was longer than that, mm. uh, you know, probably 20 years ago. Right. I won't state when that was, but, you know, they were dollar twenty-five. Right. You know, dollar Um So, you know, they're so expensive. So I am, I had to slim down what I am buying, but I am following uh, Marvel's big crossover uh, this summer, which is called Fear Itself. Now, Fear Itself is basically encompassing the whole Marvel Universe um, where one of the, I, I believe it's one of the old Asgardians, which is, if you're familiar watching the Thor movie, kind of yeah. where Thor takes place, and somebody who's forgotten from the past, I believe he's called Fear, and he's awakened by, um, if you follow the comics, uh, by Red Skull's daughter. I guess Red Skull died, but Red Skull is the villain of Captain America, but he died, now his daughter's his, 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 his kind of taken over his role, and she finds the secret hammer or, or something like that, and releases this god and so this god's getting ready to put fear on earth you know right. fear in everybody and i'm on issue two and kind of all shit's gone to hell and the avengers are spread out you know spider-man's gone everyone's you know getting fucked up so hopefully issue three will be a little better it's you know the art's okay and and i'm, I'm usually when the art's okay i kind of look towards the story and the story's kind of taking a little while to kind of get into stuff but um, I, de- I definitely think it's worth a pick up. If you're looking for something to pick up right now, uh, go out and get it. It's it's not too bad. Um, but that's all I have for comics. Hopefully in, in future uh, episodes I'll have a little bit more for those of you who are comic book fans out there and want a little review on what's going on. Well, I think people like who who are into video games, especially a video game that's been around for, I don't even know, so long, uh, since I can remember, but the Mortal Kombat games... Uh, uh, have always taken off, and they've always done things. But the movies were terrible. I don't know if you saw one or two, but it wasn't necessary. But I, I will say, I did see. The, it's like a it's like a web episode thing, right? Webisode, yeah. Webisode, okay. Well, basically, um, the, the the director behind it was trying to um, get a Mortal Kombat movie off the ground. So he basically shot some footage of a Mortal Kombat movie and then got a couple uh, Michael J. White. J, I'm going to mess that up, but I think it's Michael J. White. He was in, he played Spawn, and he played in a couple other movies, but Spawn is like, thank God. Yeah, he's also in the uh, the movie, The Dark Knight. He's in The Dark Knight. He's a gangster. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Challenges he, he's the Joker. That, uh, yeah, Joker messes him up by yeah. sticking a knife in his mouth. Uh, yeah, it's got him, and then it's got uh, Jerry Ryan from Star Trek fame. I think it was Star Trek Voyager, I believe. Um, but she's the blonde. She's like the only attractive Star Trek girl that was on the show Star Trek. Right, and, uh, right. So oh, if you were watching Star Trek, it was because she was there. Yeah, well, I, yeah actually, I think there was another show where there was a hot, hot Falcon, but uh, 
A hot falcon. Old falcon. <laughs> well, then that that I watched the whole first episode, and I don't know how many they're going to put up there, but it was it had such a great gritty feel to it, and it and if you've ever been a fan of the movie Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, it's a great movie. Um, it's got that kind of feel. It's kind of got like a like a dark element, much much more than the upbeat Mortal Kombat you're used to seeing in the theater. So I would I would strongly suggest checking that out. Okay, now it's time for the portion of my special message to you. Special message. Hopefully I'll have enough special messages to always end it with a special message. But, uh, but today we have a special yes, message. Yes, but today we do have a special message. <laughs> um, how do I start this? Um, I was kind of called out in one of my friend's podcasts, uh, unshavencomicsonline.com. You can go check it out. Uh, they are friends of mine. They are in the comic book world. You know, it's it's... It's, it's great. They're doing well, and you should go check them out. They're going to be at Wizard World Chicago, and I believe they're going to be at the Kokomo Comic Con later on this year. Uh, but you can check them out at unshavencomicsonline.com. Um, they kind of started a debate, you know, and it was interesting because I, I listen to them when I draw, and, you know, it's, it's, it's good. They talk about stuff I like. And I was listening to it, and they came on, and, and one of their podcasts was about artists they think suck, you know. And now, don't get me wrong, there are artists that I think, there's lots of artists that I think suck. <laughs> but I would never go on and say somebody sucks, especially if you're in the, in the business. You know what I mean? If you're making money and you're popular, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that you suck. Right. You know what I mean? Would I say that you're, I disagree with <laughs> your drawing your style? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, um but yeah, so they go on this this rant about saying comic book artists suck, and I just uh, I'm listening to it, and they start going off, and they're they're talking about this artist and that artist, you know, and you know like uh, uh, you know Michael uh, Turner, you know, and um, uh, Joe Maguria and Todd McFarlane. I'm like, dude, there's no way that they're naming all these artists and they're not directing this at me, right? <laughs> and uh, and I, I won't say that they are necessarily directing at me, but I'm listening to it, and all of a sudden, it, it comes out. My name comes out and says, you know, I know, I know my boy Jason Hattery's listening to this, but now you know where we're coming from. And to that, guys, I say this. <laughs> I say, um, I understand where you're coming from. I do. But, and I appreciate that my name got added to a list of awesome artists. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Yes. And I hope that I do get name dropped in, in, in future episodes. I love it. But, um, I will say this. I was listening to your conversation, and, and you know, a lot of these artists, A, it, I found, you know, odd that they were all artists who have gone on to become superstar artists. Right. You know, and um, you, you, you can't argue with millions of people that these aren't great artists. Right. I mean, I, guess, I mean, you can come out and just sit there and say, I don't like them, but to sit there and say they suck and that they, you know, they don't know what they're doing. But they've accomplished a lot more. Yeah, I mean, it's they they obviously know what they're doing enough to make millions of dollars. I mean, Todd McFarlane made, I mean, he sold like a million comics. He was the first person to sell, like, I believe it was like a million comics from an independent label. You know, he wasn't working with Marvel, wasn't working with DC. He went out and started his own uh, company and sold a million. So all that money went back to him. So that's how he made his first million. But... You know, in, in listening to their to their conversation, they were basically saying that, um, you know, um, it, it's it's not they don't draw realistically enough. You know, it it, it needs to be it needs to, to to look real. 
You know, uh, Todd McFarlane, if you don't know. Remember, remember those Spider-Man comic books I used to have and you yeah. look at and he'd kind of... He, he draws his guys so that, you know, you know his, his Spider-Man's legs are above his head and he's crouched down here and he's swinging, you know what I mean? And, and part of the argument was, like, that doesn't look real. Well, here's the thing. I don't read comics to, to, to look at something that's real, you know what I mean? Like, if I wanted to look at realistic pictures, I'd go pick up National Geographic, you know what I mean? I, I would look at... Um, Somebody's uh, photo uh, magazine, right. you know what I mean, and and look and look at that. I don't I don't need my comics to to look like a picture. Right. I right. want them to be exciting. I want them to be uh, over the top and, and lots of dynamic. And that's that's what these guys, each of these guys, you know. That, I think the other thing was that the um, um, you know the, the superhero, you know, like the the chests were too big or the arms were too big, or, or or they wouldn't be like that. The Flash, if he was a fast guy, he would be super skinny. Yeah, maybe. Maybe in the real world yes he would and be. No, but yeah. well, here, well, here's my my question: If the Flash was in the real world, would he really be running fast? No, right. because that doesn't happen in the real world. Right. That's what happens in comics. And Spider-Man is actually not real. <laughs> He's not a real character. Tobey Maguire yeah. is not really Spider-Man. Yeah. So to sit there and and, and, and I mean that that's just not me. And I think the majority, and which what makes these artists popular, is the majority of people like to see fantastic stuff happen in there. Albums. I mean, uh, Michael Turner was ripped on the fact that he draws his guys way too big or chest too big or way too GQ. Um, you know, and if you look back at um, a lot, a lot of you know how to draw comic books, that I always tell you that you need to draw your character, your superhero characters at ten heads, which is basically how many heads if you were to put a whole bunch of heads together, and then you know regular humans, you know, what I mean, the regular people would be only eight heads. So. They're they're already directing artists, you know, to draw them bigger than what they should be in real life. Right. You know, so, you know, what's the problem with drawing them fantastically big? Right. <laughs> you know At I mean? this point, they should be fantastically big. They're they're not human. Yeah. You know, I mean, Spider-Man's not necessarily completely human. You know, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, yeah. I mean, and and you know, I could go on and on, but I just I just. You know, I, I kind of felt like I needed to defend them a little bit, you know what I mean, because it was basically all the people that influenced me. Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about you, but here's all the guys you like. <laughs> you know? And guys, like I said, I, I know where you're coming from. Um, I just, I, you know, I think we're we're on opposite ends of the spectrum in, in um, you know, styles that we like. I, you know, and that's that's actually, you know, along with, you know, comics being so expensive, that's kind of the reason I have a hard time going into comic book stores now and buying anything because you go in and the realistic style that's kind of being drawn with DC and Marvel, you know, that's kind of the main style they've been doing for the last 10 years. Uh, I believe it's called Western style. Um, and, and, and what that entails is, is, is drawn realistically. Like there's an artist named Brian Hitch who was drawing the Ultimates, which people don't know what the Ultimates are. It's, it's kind of like uh, Marvel's way of rebooting the Avengers in a different universe uh, without having to have all those continuity tie-ins from all the old issues. They could basically forget about all that, not worry about that, you know, issue 287, Captain America's penis fell off, and then issue 289, they were able to surgically remove it, but it was, you know, it was the thing's dong. Right, you know? yeah. So, the Hulks. And in that, he, he was doing some drawings, and it's, it's interesting because he drew Nick Fury, who was the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D., who in the normal universe is white, he drew him black. But not only did he draw him black, but he drew him as Samuel Jackson, ah. which is where they got the influence to put Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury in the movies. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, it, interesting, but not really my style. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, 
it's it's very stiff poses. It's one of the reasons I, I, I I'm not a big fan of, of, of Brian Hitch's. It's it's stiff and it's just it's uninteresting. No no dynamics, nothing jumping out at you, you know. And you know, I think one other thing was too is, you know, drawing guys with a bunch of pouches or, you know, it has to be form fitting and all this stuff. Well no it doesn't, it's comics. Right. So if you want to have a guy with a, a rock coming out of his head, like the thing, or becoming a rock, or a guy who uh, made of sand, yeah, or when he gets mad, <laughs> you know, turns into this giant green monster, um, it's not going to be my neighbor right. in his underwear. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and it's going to be it's going to be an imagination. I think that that's really lacking in a lot of things too. Is is, is people are going back to remake movies, make sequels of the same movie because there's no imagination anymore. It's more like you know, they're all coming to these comic books, but, you know, what is it, 20 years ago, they were like, this won't sell, this isn't going to, you know, this isn't going to do it. We need the Hulk, and, or I mean, not the Hulk, we need Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger to pregnant a girl or something, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, um, it's about dynamics. That's all i got to say about that. It's about uh, being fantastic and just blowing my balls off when I'm reading these books. And that's kind of the reason I don't really buy too many because they're not blowing my balls off. So I look for the best story, and and some of these stories are just so tied into some of the other books that it's just hard to read. So hopefully that'll change. Hopefully that'll turn around, but we'll see. Um, but anyways, everyone out there listening, go to UnshadenComicsOnline.com and check out my boys Matt, uh, Mark, and um, uh, Kyle. Uh, they're on there. They have their own book, uh, Unshaven Comics. Uh, good book. Um, I think they have uh, or issue three coming up pretty soon. Um, they have the, the first two issues were released this year and uh, last year. So go check them out. Um, you can find us at baldmove.com. Look for us. We are going to be under the title The Amazingly Pulp Show. Um, please leave any questions or anything you liked or anything you didn't like uh, in the forums, and uh, we'll get back to you. Okay? Uh, thanks. I hope you had a good time. My name is Jay Hat. My name's uh, Jazzy Jeff, a.k.a. The Andrew. And we'll see you next time.